Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. And I'm Aaron Klein. And I'm Ansel Birch, your host in post. And, and it's, it's time, time to party! party. In, space. in space! Silent in finger guns! <laughs> we are not doctors and we don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. This episode was recorded on February 27th, 2021. This is our special bonus episode, full of all the things that didn't make it into the regular categorized episodes. We hope you love it. The movie that we're talking about today, Star Trek Generations. Shall we? Yeah. Sorry, ready? <clears throat> I'm going to try and participate in fewer tangents this time. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> episode four is just going to be like an hour long. It's fine. Like an hour's generous. I think it's going to be a lot longer than yeah, that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Time to Party, where as long as everything's okay in the end, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> where everything's um, made up, and as long as the tracks are okay, it doesn't matter. Ansel, I had a dream last night that uh, former uh, WWE uh, champion uh, Daniel Bryan uh, was a big uh, fan of your Twitter. And he shared it with AEW superstar Eddie Kingston for some reason, and they both started liking your Twitter. What a specific I don't know why. thing. I hope that happens in real right? life. That's so specific, and also the idea that Brian and Eddie are good friends is for some right. reason, like, hilarious. They are. They're like indie bros, probably. Another quick note about Star Trek and other things. I like how most of the cast of Cheers and Frasier have appeared on Star Trek also. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh-huh. Savick, Lieutenant Savick, Kirstie Alley, Izzel Klingon. Kelsey Grammer, another captain that nobody liked very much. I liked him. Yeah, but you like Kelsey Grammer. El Lilith is a... Uh is an alien of some kind i forgot what oh i forgot to ask when we were doing the last one what what's a romulan are they do, is there blood mm. green that do i was confused remember? by i'm just kind of willing to just let do it you remember go balance of terror which one was that, that? was the one we chose for That's the best the shakespeare in space shakespeare in space those were the romulans remember how we we learned that the vulcans and the romulans oh. were like very very similar Okay. So that is a That's Romulan, right. okay. and because their physiology is similar to Vulcans, they also have green blood. Okay. Klingons have purple blood. Cool. <laughs> they wanted a PG-13 rating. <laughs> Somehow that made it okay. Well, That's there the is rules. a lot of blood, but it's all like coagulated and like floating in space, but they made it like Ivan Ooze purple, and they were like, yeah. yeah yeah, I listened to the I listened to the Terminator one. Yeah, she listens to our show. Aww. Yay! Oh, thank I you. Why everyone is surprised by that. I am not an asshole. <laughs> we're not surprised. We're pleased. It's yeah. different. We're pleased. <laughs> I, man, typical. We've Aaron, had some reachers. I I did a deep dive on something that's a light connection (laughs) so we'll see how that goes i went through four different ones i would i just wanted to talk about horse girls i want to get irresponsibly inebriated and talk star trek with you sometimes this is it's great (laughs) i i like tng there are things i like about tng riker's butt Worf's butt, Troy's butt. These are things I like about TNG. Um, it's just my my problem with TNG, which is like gonna be my most of my problem with this movie is I hate data. I, <laughs> I also hate, hate data. data. Oh my! I 
I, Thank you, I feel Aaron. like I was supposed to, we'll get into it. We will talk about this in the second episode, but like, yes. I agree. I, and I don't think I was tainted by knowing that you didn't like him. I think I wanted to like him knowing that you didn't like him. And I was still like, nah, fuck this yeah. guy. Anyway. For the record, I like yeah, Data, I, but this movie made me not like Data. Michael watched, my husband, Michael watched it with me and yeah, said the same thing. Of, he was like, I like Data. He's one of my favorite characters and I hate him in this. Like, cool. Okay. I'm glad it's not yes. just me. Most TNG, I feel like a majority of TNG episodes and then like, honestly, like all the fucking TNG movies and Picard is like weirdly data focused. And so it like bums me out a lot because even though there are tons of things I love about TNG, I just fundamentally don't like data. So it's hard for me to get around that. Don't you also dislike Brett Spiner like as a person? Well, yeah, because he's a fucking gross creep. But even (laughs) outside of not liking Brett Spiner, um... Data still blows. It's it's also fun um, for me. It was fun for me in, at the moment because I just finished a Gargoyles rewatch. Gargoyles rules. And, oh, my God. Yes. Riker and Troy are all over. And Worf. All three and of them Worf. are all over. Uh, Brett Spiner is in it, too. He's Puck. <laughs> well. But, but Janeway like is in it also. Lines. Like, um, <laughs> Janeway plays Titania. Um, but, like. She is. Kate Mulgrew as Titania in any form tracks 100%. Is Gargoyles just Midsummer Night's Dream? Do I just not remember that? Are all of the characters uh, named that way? Like no, th- but there's like a whole fairies thing that oh, happens. Okay. But there's like three different Shakespeare plays that are like mashed up into the Gargoyles. Ah, like. Okay. That is, I don't even remember that. I just remember that Gargoyles is cool. So it tracks that I, as a child, was like, yes, yes I'm into this. <laughs> <laughs> There, yeah, that's like after doing that rewatch, watching Generations and just being like, Xanatos, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> I want to borrow from another one of your podcasts. Which one? Not your demographic. Another podcast that me and Aaron host yes. together. <laughs> it used to be about wrestling, now it's mostly about books. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, I was going to say something else. Um, it was going to be real good. It was going to be real good. What merch are you wearing? Is that where you're going Actually, with this? I did think about that, but... <laughs> We oh, don't right. do that anymore. But we can talk about pledge if you want. <laughs> um, here on Time to Party, I usually throw in a, Aaron, how are you spending your time? But um, in honor of Not Your Demographic, I wanted to say, hey, what did you finish reading? Because I want to talk hey. about this fucking book right here. <laughs> Is this going in your fourth episode that has nothing to do with anything? <laughs> a lot of it's gonna. It's probably gonna, yeah. <laughs> that book is so good. But also, so, if Ansel hasn't read it, we can't actually talk about it. Because if you ever want to read that book, oh, you, yeah. you really can't know the turn that happens. Yes. 100%. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't okay. read it, and I would like to, then. It's, it's very good. It is very good. Uh, um, give it, Give us the, the like, backsplash uh don't actually read the backsplash. It's about two quote unquote woke white people yep. who like weirdly manipulate um, a black woman in their life well, who is just like stuck yeah. in between their bullshit. Oh, fun. Oh, by the way, we should say the title if we're recommending it to right. the listeners. Such a fun age. Yes. Highly read. I want to talk about such a fun age because I read it after Aaron and Stella were talking about it and it sounded interesting. Um, and then I started reading it, and I was just like, "Oh my god, white yes. people!" Yes, I was like, Me I was too. fully sweating. Like, I was like, "Oh, Aaron, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It's, <laughs> it's very intense. It's really good." I told Ben and Stella 
that when I started it, I got like 140 pages in and was like, okay, I like this. I'm interested in the characters, but I'm really confused about where it's going. And then it just like punches you in the face and then does not stop yep. for like the rest of the entire book. It's wild. It's very good. The last line is so yeah, good. Yeah, you really can't know the turn. Oh, yeah. so good. But um, I think I can talk about this without it being spoilery. So uh, a good portion of the book takes place in Philadelphia. <laughs> And one of the main characters is a transplant from New York City, even though they're from Pennsylvania. Um, as someone from Philadelphia, I hate this character and her friends because oh they're the they're worst. The worst. They're the worst people in the fucking world. Oh, my God. Like, they talk about the incident... Um, like at the beginning of the book and they're like oh this would never happen in new york and i'm like yes, Bitch, it would. please there's racist shit happening in new york all the fucking mm -hmm. time yep yep also new york city is not better than philadelphia no yeah hot take <laughs> hot take they're good for different things uh, it's like that's the whole yes. deal you can't want new york and go to philadelphia and expect it and you can't want philadelphia and go to new york like that's they're totally right. different places. They are totally good for different. their own reasons. And they're just those people that are that live in New York, like not even from New York, that just live in New York, mm -hmm. that like think that they're far superior than everywhere else in the world. They call themselves from New York. No, you're not. Yeah. You're from Pennsylvania. Right. <laughs> no, it's like you're from Jersey, <laughs> like more often. Yeah, that's true. Like, I get it. You want to leave Jersey, but you don't have to be a dick. <laughs> Yeah, nobody wants to say they're from Jersey. Okay, so which which books have Aaron and Stella read recently that you'd like Ooh, to plug uh, real quick? The Office of Historical Corrections. If we want to talk about Star Trek books, I haven't read the novelization of this movie, but there is a novelization of Star Trek Generations that does um, canon fix-its that I think are really great uh, because they never mention Uhura at all, and then they have like a whole cut scene where they talk about Uhura in the books, and there's also a scene with Chekhov and Guinan where Guinan's like, Kirk's not really dead, and Chekhov's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> um, and I think that's a really, really fascinating thing about Star Trek and it <laughs> having this huge, huge, huge like canon, non-canon, is that most of the movies have novelizations. Um, so if you are like, I like the movie, but I think it it misses, you know, there there's stuff missing. You can go to the novelizations for that, and Generations is one that I haven't read, but now I want to because I want all of those cutscenes. But I have read the novelization of the J.J. Abrams 2009, and the book uh, makes makes me feel a little bit better about certain things. <laughs> I'm going to check that out. Uh, I will I will put this in here, and I realize that this is treading into dangerous waters, but Star Wars does the same thing, and it's so worth it. Yeah, I it's love so reading the books. Yeah. Uh, especially because like um, there's a bunch of some of the first Star Trek books ever were written by James Blish, who uh, would just take episodes of Star Trek, the original series and turn them into novels. And they're fantastic. And I love that, like the weird like, you know, we mentioned this planet offhand and we never talked about it ever again gets like delved into in the books. Also, shameless plug. I not even shameless plug because I don't write these, but I I personally love William Shatner's terrible uh, Star Trek books. And I'll talk about them at any chance. Um, Shatner actually writes a series of books where Picard and Kirk are interacting and stuff again. So if you like that part about Generations and you're like, oh, it's so fun to see the captains interacting, you can go to William Shatner's books and read more about that. <laughs> Delightful. Yeah. Well, there you go. His books are not good, but I genuinely love them. 
We don't have to talk hey, about Tech that's War. That's kind of but William Shatner yeah. to tech a T. Tech War is great. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, William Shatner's talk singing is the same way. Like, there's so much about William Shatner that's like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's objectively bad, yes. but it's amazing. But also, is it objectively bad? Because the Transformed Man is actually quite good and kind of like, if you think about in the experimental like music that was happening in the 70s, is actually really cool that he like takes the like weird psychedelic music and meshes it with his past as like a classical actor. And I think it's actually really good <laughs> wow i don't think i know that one i'll have to go look for it oh my god it's so good have you never listened to the transformed man he's really good i don't think so i'm checking wow. it out william shatner and leonard nimoy made music in the 70s that was questionable but enjoyable <laughs> questionable but enjoyable is like my whole brand that's like <laughs> for real no. Aaron, I feel like you yeah. would really, really dig the Transformed Man. It's him doing his like Sprechsanga talking, but reciting like classical theater and then mashing it with like Lucy in the Sky with diamonds and shit. It is crazy. So it's so music good. for people on drugs is what you're saying. That's what that is. Yeah, I mean, I, did you not hear the part where I said it was made <laughs> and in the I 70s? would like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, can we talk about one of my favorite things about Aaron right now? Like, when I found out that Aaron made merch for a game show that is just on YouTube, like for herself, like I love that so much. Okay, there was this really great show on YouTube called Watching Baggage, where the guys from John Boy Media, who normally do sports breakdowns and talk about baseball, watched this old Jerry Springer game show called Watching Baggage and did this like commentary track on it. It was my favorite thing of 2020. And then Game Show Network made them take it down. They like they basically threatened to take their whole uh, John Boy Media site down if they didn't take down this game show. But I had been checking their merch page for months, hoping that they would make a watching baggage shirt because I loved it so much. And so then when it got officially taken down, I had my own unlicensed merch made for watching baggage. Just for herself. I was like, I want this. I'm not going to sell it to anyone else. I'm not like taking money out of your pocket. I really wanted to give you money, but you never made this merch. And so I, when I got delivered, I told my husband what I had done. And he was like, all right, well, you have to put it on and we have to send a photo to them. And immediately they responded, both of the guys that run the show and were like, yes, this is sanctioned. It's like, great, cool. Thank you very much. If you can't well, buy the merch, make it yourself. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Just don't sell it, because then they'll be mad. Right. I'm not trying to sell it. I <laughs> yeah. just want it for me. Rightly so. <laughs> Though, I mean, I guess that's Etsy's whole platform, which I bought this yeah, show. Really. I was going to say, I'm going to have <laughs> to make the Walter Skinner merch I want in my life, because there's like none available on the internet. Yeah, we will. Daddy. <laughs> uh, I did. I did something similar for Johnny Gargano at NXT Philly. Because, uh, like, at the time, Johnny didn't have a lot of WWE merch, so I couldn't, like, send him money that way. So uh, I talked to a friend, and I was just like, hey, what if we made a Johnny Wrestling shirt in the ECW letters because it's Philly? And she's like, great, I'll fucking do it. And we did it. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. And then we did it again for when Colt Cabana fucking came to the ECW Colt arena. Loved it. Of course he loved, loved it. it. That's, like, his whole brand. Excitable, fun dude who gets excited <laughs> when you send him cups with dicks that spell his name on them. Like, the dude loves weird bullshit. And T-shirts. <laughs> and T-shirts. He's, like, the T-shirt king of Chicago. If you need a T-shirt in one hour, I hear he's the he's guy. He's the T-shirt king You're, of wrestling, right. essentially, at this point. <laughs> I hear he looms over our city. He is the guy. I miss Colt Cabana. He's the best. Warwick and I were just talking about how we miss Colt Cabana. Sometimes I just think about Adam Page and Cabana kissing. It makes me happy. <laughs> so if you're if you're playing the home game drinking version of uh, Time to Party, 
it's three diversions, so you should be about three shots in already uh, into the 15-minute episode. I tried to bring it back around. We did. We, okay. It was, it was valiant. You're, I think you did a great your job. Your host powers right. are strong. Okay. All right. We're going to... See? Host power's strong. <laughs> See? Yes. To invite a real host That's on. why we needed... <laughs> When I was watching it, I was like, I should ask Stella if there's like friendship fix of the two of them because I don't want them to make out. I just wanted them to like go on an adventure together. They were so fun, Kirk and Picard. Yeah, I I never I don't see Picard as a sexual creature at all. They try and make him like flirt with people and stuff, and I don't buy it. I mean, I'm sure there is. I haven't really gone out of my way. I don't unsurprisingly read a lot of TNG fic. Um, the ones that I read are mostly Riker and Worf. <laughs> Because <laughs> I like their dynamic. Look, Troy and Riker are endgame. They're like a, they are totally endgame, but I like the idea that both Troy and Riker have like a wharf stop off before they get to endgame. <laughs> Makes sense. But so I haven't read, but I'm sure there are. And like I said, Shatner wrote all those books, and there are some other Trek books, I'm pretty sure, that deal with like uh, the captains together. Um, so maybe not necessarily like fic fic, but you know, there's books and stuff. And I'm sure there is, but you know. I'm not going out of my way to read Captain Picard fanfic. <laughs> Sorry. There are a lot of corners on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could find some for you. Though, wouldn't you rather read like Kirk and Uhura's besties? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's I also fun. don't want them to kiss. I just uh, want them to be yeah. friends. Are there. Oh, but Kirk and Uhura fic is also. Is there good. any fic where Jordy <laughs> actually <laughs> finds love? Like, I always feel bad for Jordy. Nope. Jordy never. never gets lucky ever, ever. Okay, here's the thing. You want to get into this? First of all, Jordy doesn't deserve love. What? He is a, like a fucking incel in space and is gross. I was, and he's really, really mean to Scotty, and he deserves when somebody get, when he gets punched in the face in this movie. When he gets punched, I was like, that's for being mean to Scotty. <laughs> and then set a third, there is a ton of fake with Jordy and Data. Like, that's Duh. a big ship from TNT. That seems really mm. obvious. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's. So if you want Jordy to fuck Data, then that exists heavily for you. But also, like, Jordy is, like, a weird... They're... Watching TNG is rough because, like, the first half of TNG, you're like, oh, I love Jordy. Oh, my God, he's great. And then, like, a really specific thing happens, and you're like, Jordy can burn in hell. We hate him. And then he's mean to Scotty, and you're like, wow, you do deserve, like, the deepest circle of hell. Did I just, like, um, not watch that episode where the I mean thing... Like or where the yeah. bad thing happened with Jordy? Like... I, because I didn't watch all of TNG. He, I just watched what you guys told me to watch. So there is. Oh, then you wouldn't have seen that. Yeah, one, there is a season where Jordy fully becomes like a weird incel. Aww. So it's, it's very tough to watch. It's not great. That's disappointing. I like Jordy. <laughs> he's a very cool character. He's got a lot of other good shit going on. He but does, yeah, that, but they, it's hard for me to get there's over a rough that. patch. It's a, it's a, there's it's a rough patch for rough sure. Patch. And then when you think you're over the rough patch, he's really mean to Scotty. And that is not okay with me. <laughs> unacceptable. So, unacceptable. But he gets his comeuppance after being mean to Scotty. So I feel like that's. You do not he be learns. mean to Scotty. You are not mean to Jimmy Doohan. It's not acceptable. <laughs> the blessed Jimmy <laughs> Doohan, first of his name. Bless. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jimmy Doohan, should we? Is there a is there a drinking rule about there Jimmy Doohan? Be. I do not have any. I don't drinking have rule one for him about... either. Take a shot for Jimmy Doohan, out of respect. Yeah, you know what? I think take a take a <laughs> respect, respect shot for Jimmy Doohan is a great rule. Yes, he deserves it. Did he get a lot of recognition throughout his career as an actor? I think just for this, um, just for this. Yeah, I think just for this. Yeah, but he like lived in he it. He does get recognition as being like a badass, though. Mm -hmm. He died in like early two thousands, like late. 1990s i think 
He's been dead for yeah, a while. Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't long after he was on that episode, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. He may have died in early 1990s. Because DeForest Kelly dies first, obviously, because he's old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jimmy Doohan dies. Pour it oh, out five. for Bones. Uh, oh, five. I gave wow. this I gave this clock to Bones. I I love the idea that in the movie, Kirk is like going around the, the thing and like looking at things and be like, this is the past. And he's like, I gave this clock to Bones. And it's like, so you decided to go back to Starfleet and you're like, hey, Bones, I'm going back to Starfleet. Do you want this clock? <laughs> <laughs> what a weird line. Uh, oh, I'm wrong. Yeah, it was it was way after. Uh, yeah, he, he passed away in 05. Yeah. Uh, and Generations was in 97. So it felt soon, but it had not been. Jimmy Doohan Fox. Yes. R.I.P. Yeah, he's him and Walter Koenig are in this movie because originally they wanted the triumvirate, obviously, because they were like, well, we're going to have three. Well, originally they wanted everyone. And then they were like, that's not going to work. So then we'll just have two of them and Kirk. And they were like, well, we'll get Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly because like, duh, triumvirate. But Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly were like, I don't know, man. We really liked how our characters like exited in Undiscovered Country. Like we like that wrap up story. And then Nimoy actually has uh, I found that I found like him specifically talking about it because Berman wrote the script and Nimoy said there was no Spock function in the script. I have always tried to make a contribution to these movies. There was no contribution to be made in that movie. It was just sort of a let's get Nimoy here. (laughs) And I said, the, uh, and I said, there is nothing here I can do, so thanks, I'll pass. Which I think is such a baller move on Nimoy's... Because like, if you think about it, Nimoy was so... like He made all these really fucking specific choices about Spock, and he was like, I'll be there if there's a reason for me to be here, but there's not, so get bent. Mm-hmm. Which is like such a power move. And DeForest Kelly was like, I'm very old. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so they were like, oh, we'll just get Jimmy Doohan and Walter Koenig to do it, which... I think actually works really, really well because if you had the triumvirate, I feel like it would have pulled a lot of attention and then you get like the attention pull from Kirk, but then you get these two like beloved characters who banter really, really well with this, with Kirk in this. And like, you get to see Sulu like proud of his friendship with, Su- or uh, uh, Chekhov proud of his friendship with like Sulu when you get to see Demora And like, I think it actually worked out for the best that it's Jimmy and Walter It's Tony a really good. I would agree. I it's great. That, yeah. I, was I there... thought he was the most I've liked Chekhov so far because he actually seemed like a charming person as opposed to like a creepy teenager. Oh, uh, wait until Voyage <laughs> Home. He's fun in Voyage Chekhov's Home. finest hour, yeah. Uh, is there a Bones reason why finest hour. Michelle Thank you. Nichols and, um, also. and uh, Sulu, oh my god, uh, Takei, is there a reason why those two didn't come back? Or they were just like, oh, we'll, we'll scrap it. Well, they had originally wanted everybody and then they decided to just have two and they wanted the triumvirate and then they wouldn't they didn't do that because they had already written all the lines and Spock was oh. or and Nimoy was like these don't feel like Spock lines these gotcha. feel like literally anybody can say it lines and he was right because they like gave the lines to you know the other characters um and I don't know I really like the idea that they bring in Sulu through his like progeny yes. like in mm-hmm. Demora because it gives that good moment of like, especially knowing spoiler that Kirk's like son dies and stuff, and Kirk has always failed at like having it all. And Sulu's there being like, "I'm a captain and I have a kid, and I'm just killing it alive." <laughs> I like that you see Demora there, and 
just doing fine. I'm just still just killing it all the time in my space capes. Space capes. Uh, and then they they just didn't say anything about Ahura, which sucks because she's the only one not mentioned of the main crew. Though, like I said, in the novelization, they do talk about her. Uh, I was reading that um, Whoopi Goldberg was very upset that Ahura wasn't in this movie because she wanted to have a moment of Guinan and Ahura uh, on screen. Guinan and Ahura yeah. need to have met. It's uh, It's a crime that that didn't happen. Well, and it's also really important in, like, Whoopi Goldberg's, like, trajectory as an actor. Like, there's that, like, apocrypha story of, like, Whoopi Goldberg as a child watched Star Trek and was like, oh, my God, there's a black woman Mm -hmm. on TV who is in a position of power and isn't, like, a slave or a maid or whatever. And that was, like, part of her inspiration to become an actor, which is part of the reason she wanted to be on Star Trek. So it's, like, it is a big shame that she never got to have, like, a scene with Uhura. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's our next drinking rule or smoking rule? (laughs) I think it's me. Uh... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow, that was a a long episode one. (laughs) 15 of those minutes are going to get into Uh, a show. Yeah, for real. (laughs) 20 of those are going on to episode four, almost guaranteed. Right. It's going to be a good episode four this time. I'm excited. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at NYDUrgency. And I am on Instagram and Twitter at BSilverio20. I'm on Twitter at Stella underscore Cheeks. I'm on Instagram at The Indecisionist and on Twitter at Indecisionist. This has been an Indecisionist production. Special thanks to Marlon Longit of Marlon and the Shakes for our theme song and to April Moralba for our podcast art. And if you want to join in on the conversation, you can use the hashtag time to party. That's time. The number two party. So until next time, party people, where we will be talking about another time travel movie. But until then, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Wee! Air guitar. <laughs> the last one in space. <laughs> in space. <laughs>